You're listening to Alicast, a deep dive into innovative and emerging trends in e-commerce, online payments, and digital entertainment. China's luxury market is on course to be the largest in the world by 2025. In this episode of Alicast, you'll hear how the shopping habits of China's affluent consumers are rapidly evolving and what brands must do to win their loyalty. I'm Alison Tudor-Ackroyd, and our guest today is Kathy Jiang, Principal and Chief Researcher at consultancy Roland Berger, based in Shanghai. Roland Berger has published two white papers on luxury trends in China this year, in collaboration with Alibaba. We'll discuss their findings and how luxury houses can apply the learnings in a fast-paced marketplace. Thank you, Kathy, for joining us today. Thank you, Alison, for inviting me on the Alicast. It's really great pleasure. Diving right in, how would you say the luxury market in China is evolving vis-a-vis the rest of the world? The luxury market here is evolving really rapidly, and China will continue to lead its growth in the future based on our analysis. Due to the impact of the political macro environments and also post-epidemic, the luxury consumptions, actually, we see they have some turbulence. However, the growth rate of the Chinese luxury consumption will still remain in leading position. Actually, now it stands out as on the benchmark, leading the global luxury industry in terms of especially the business innovation, as represented by the Alibaba Timo Luxury Pavilion. Many of the leading luxury joints here in China locally, they set up a very good example. Practices in China uh, before the pandemic, uh, like the digitalization, like the direct-to-consumer kind of the transformation, all helped them realize the value of online channels and the complementary nature of online and offline. So we stay really very positive, forward-looking. You did mention that turbulence created by the pandemic Could you tell us more, how has that impacted luxury spending and how are luxury companies positioning themselves to capture that post-pandemic rebound? Thanks to the digitalization in the previous years, we have already seen that many of the luxury joints, they still utilize the digital touch points to stay very frequent interactions with the clients, communication directly through social feeds to stay very active, even in the most serious kind of the challenging time. Now, on the way back to the normal, we see that many of the online luxury consumptions already very emergent and growing rapidly. So we say the Chinese online sales share of luxury and fashion retail still remain a double-digit growth, uh, even since the pandemic. The online purchasing channel are diversifying. Based on our data from the 2017 to 2021, Luxury goods online retail sales share actually had a CAGR of 13.1%. For our lock-in, we can say that the share of online still will remain aggressive growth. I think actually digging into those figures, you've seen predictions by other consultancies that online shopping is going to take a larger share of the pie going forward, up to 40%, is that right? Overall, the China market, especially for the general apparel and fashion, the number is really above, far beyond the global average, up to 35 to 40 percent. 
about the luxury, there are some room and some gap、uh, versus the general consumer goods. Will digitalizing luxury goods not dilute the DNA of luxury brands? People want to feel that luxury is exclusive. Don't you agree? And is that why traditionally luxury brands have been reluctant to move online? That's a very、uh, good question because during our co-creation with the Alibaba platform, it's very excited journey to have the fierce debate over there. Currently, already up to two hundred brands already there. We think the role of the online has already been changed a lot. Now, the online is not only the kind of the new traffic gates; it is also a very good platform for the brand building. So, we still think that for the luxury clients, they need to stay. Very clear of their brand message about their brand assets, and also、uh, sustainably invest on their communications、uh, directly to the consumers. However,、uh, we see that consumers are being more changeable. Also, they are looking for something really fresh, even very adventurous. So it means that the traditional luxury、uh, clients they need to be very open-minded. To embrace the clients using the right kind of the social interaction, so that to stay very agile, anchoring into the new trends of the consumer while staying very loyal to their own brand genes. In the digital area, for the luxury goods, they need to still be very sustainable kind of the perspective, staying true to yourself. However, trying to interact with your consumers, learn from them, and grow with them. I think that's very good advice. Thank you. I did read that first white paper that you、uh, wrote in collaboration with Alibaba, and it had some interesting insights into the shopping habits of luxury consumers in China. Could you briefly tell the audience about these personality archetypes that you have observed active in China? So, based on our study, we have categorized six groups of consumer segments. For example, usually we thought the luxury clients—they are very high income level, that kind of the stereotype. But now, actually, we not only observe some groups like the trendsetter, who are very focused on the taste and the style, pursue spiritual pleasure based on the goal of the high quality lifestyle. We also figure out some emerging new trends of active use. Uh, so those people, they are very young, very in the pursuit of the health, happiness, a more casual and a natural life, but they like to investigate into what to purchase with a sense of responsibility, cost-effective, comforting, and also they're looking for something sustainable. Great stuff. I'd like to look a little bit closer at the trendsetter archetype that you talked about. As I understand, that is the. Fastest growing and has the highest penetration. Could you tell us more, please, Kathy? So those people basically、uh, with the general age group of eighteen to thirty-nine, really large age range. They are mainly the female living in the first and the second tier cities, single,、uh, senior middle class. Some of the rich family they enjoy a very diversified, proliferated kind of living. They spend much of the leisure time on the arts experience. On the、uh, sports and fun, and even、uh, they will spend much of time on the eating and also advanced technology. Relatively, so if we looking into the shopping cart a little bit、uh, about the overall consumption, 
They usually annually will consume thirty to fifty categories. It's really very wide kind of the bands, very high frequency, very digital savvy, and especially for the luxury kind of the consumption, twice per year, full price. Actually, they look for really the kind of the classic and also the new product launch both. So about the touch points, it's also I think a little bit different from our previous understanding. Those guys, we really think they set the trends benchmarking for the luxury new trends. So indicating to have the good acquisition of those important groups, the brand kinds will really stay cutting edge and leading the overall markets, and then trying to influence more of the other kind of the groups. Got it. Thank you, Kathy. We're fast approaching eleven eleven. The largest shopping event in the global retail calendar. How important would you say eleven eleven is for luxury retailers? Previously, there is some still bias from the luxury clients because it sounds like very discount driven kind of the mass markets. However, now we think double eleven has already become the key moment for the China consumers to think about what to add to their shopping cart next half of the year. So it's really very important for the even the luxury clients to engage with the consumers further to emphasize the brand image to be closer to the consumers when they approaching the next key milestone during their full life cycle. May I ask a little bit more about eleven eleven? Are you expecting to see any technical breakthroughs or innovation? Are you expecting? More live streaming from brands or use of metaverse technology. The metaverse technology actually is really very hot topic discussed a lot among our luxury clients. The digital for an immersive experience is really very important. We have seen something like the three D interactive works display on the piece of artwork or the SKUs provided by the clients. The online fashion show, virtual reality scene creation, or have. Provide a better experience. Personalization is also another thing that could be empowered by the digital.、Uh, for example, the online/offline integration to create new events, making it more agile. Also, customize the services to show the individuality, like customize the signature, that kind of the things. Localize the communications also stay very important, especially on social contents. No doubt, the live streaming is among one of them. However, I think one kind of reminder to the luxury clients is still that. They need to keep a very、uh, well balanced format mix, so that to make consumers not too disrupted, to destroy their classical understanding of what is luxury, what's the taste there, what's the aspiration, what's your loyalty to the jeans there. Last but not least, we have seen online consumers. They are usually more open minded, and they're a group of people who really cares sustainable lifestyle. So, how to engage and how to convert that kind of willingness to real business is really another, I think, things uh, open uh, to all the luxury clients. For our last few minutes, Kathy, may I ask you what are your top three suggestions for luxury houses looking to build an omni-channel presence in China? What should they be looking to achieve? Brand clients should proactively understand consumers. And build effective communication bridges between brand values and consumers. They need to really anchor into the minds of the new generation consumers, and pay more attention to the intimate relationship between consumer and the brand. 
So that's to keep a very loyal relationship in the longer term. The second point I think is the brand clients need to strengthen consumer communication skills, catering to consumer needs while brand taking the lead. I think in the future, both the brand and the customers, they can co-create, refine the brand's dreams and extend it into our spin. Last but not least, the point would be interact effortlessly. The VR, AR, metaverse, or the new digital technologies, they would very helpfully to bring more relaxed, pleasant, and immersive experiences to the customers in the future. Consumers can purchase whenever and wherever possible. Thank you, Kathy. Super informative chat, really enjoyed it. Also, thank you, Alison, for having me on the Alicast. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Alicast. If you liked what you heard, please search Alicast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and hit follow. Alicast is produced and edited by Yashan Zhao. At Alibaba, we seek to keep you abreast of the innovative and emerging trends in e-commerce, online payments, and digital entertainment. From Times Square, Hong Kong, this is Alison Tudor. Thank you and goodbye for now.